Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krocko, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. This episode is an excerpt from Thinking Like a Boss, Uncover and Overcome the Lies Holding You Back from Success by Kate Krakow. Published by Baker Books, a division of Baker Publishing Group. Copyright 2020 and used by permission. Welcome to episode number 127 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. This week we are back for lie number three from the Thinking Like a Boss book. Guys, I hope that you've been enjoying this season as much as I have. It's been really refreshing for me to just show up and to just read a few pages of this book to you guys and get to share that with you for those of you who haven't read it yet. And then just to be candid and just to chat and have a conversation. I'm like pretending that you're sitting across from me. I know it sounds sort of silly, like I have an imaginary friend, but I'm pretending you're sitting across from me and I'm just trying to pump you up, trying to share with you some of my insights, some of what I've learned along the way, some of what I'm experiencing currently and just have a fun conversation. So if you haven't listened to the first few episodes of this season, make sure you go and have a listen. All right, without further ado, let's get started. Episode 127, lie number three, I am not qualified. I'm not smart enough, young enough, or old enough to succeed. Man, who else feels like that sometimes? private practice, you, you're not even 30 years old yet. No offense, but how do you know how to run a business? Most stay in the nonprofit world for 20 plus years before going off on their own. You've barely lived as long as people work before opening their practice. Will people even trust you since you look so young? How are you going to pay the bills? Thank goodness you're married in case this doesn't work out. Does your husband even approve? (laughs) reading these, uh, my blood is boiling a little bit just remembering each and every time these were said to me. Okay. So no one ever said all of the above in one conversation, but throughout my transition from nonprofit to private practice, this is the collection of what I've heard. Most comments were thrown in with some kind words, But when you gather the smattering of statements and questions, they add up one big smack in the face. Ladies, chances are, if you're in business and haven't heard some version of these comments already, you will. It's natural when setting out to make your dreams a reality that you'll come up against a whole host of reasons why you're not qualified. And the comments mentioned above don't even take into account the loudest one of all. The voice coming from within. The words of discouragement I heard from those around me as I prepared to launch my business only added fuel to the fire of lies that I have been telling myself already. You sound like a child. 
and look like a high schooler. You've never owned a business. What makes you think you can start now? You're too young and don't have enough life knowledge or street cred. Already struggling with the above lies and tacking on skepticism from others? I was pretty much shaking in my boots with insecurity. Have you ever felt this way? Maybe you're feeling it today. Maybe you're feeling too old or lacking the education to be successful at pursuing your dream. Or maybe you've had a business for a few years that's been extremely successful and you recently decided it's time to hire employees. But because you're 28 years old, you don't feel ready to be hiring and training people who are 20 years older. You wonder, what will they think of me? Will they feel weird taking orders from someone younger than me? Will they question my authority? Regardless of your specific situation, I can assure you that the lie of not feeling qualified affects all women. Whether you're young, with a business degree, or GED, we all buy into the idea that we aren't enough to actually do the thing. It's very rare that anyone feels they're in the exact right space with the perfect qualifications to be the boss they envision. Ultimately, the belief that we're unqualified boils down to one thing. The fear of failing. I'm too old, so I'll most likely fail. I'm too young, so I'll most likely fail. I'm not smart enough, so I'll most likely fail. When we find ourselves living in a state of fear, believing we're too much or not enough, we tend to avoid our deepest desires or longings. We let excuses hold us back from taking risks and running toward our dreams, and we avoid opportunities because it feels too risky going after something we really want. But remember, it's so worth it. Imagine how different your life could look if you ran toward the fear and faced it each and every time. Let's take a closer look at the kinds of lies or excuses we buy into about our qualifications and how we can uproot those fear-based mindsets in order to find tangible success. Hey guys, so spring is on its way finally. And I don't know about you, but when I think about the spring, I think about people getting outside more, being more social, getting more visible. And when I say visible, I want to introduce you guys to my course, Invisible to Impactful. I bet some of you are wanting to use that new spring energy and put yourselves out there in business even more. And if that's you, and if you've been wondering how to get yourself visible, how to work through some of those fears and insecurities and limiting beliefs that maybe you tell yourself that's been holding you back from getting visible, this course is for you. It is simple, it is straightforward, and I also give you a bonus module. And the bonus module includes how to create all of your content for an entire year in about 30 minutes a week. Once you go through 13 weeks of creating your content, you are pretty much done forever. It's crazy, I know. Ask all of my clients, ask all of my mastermind ladies. I love making things simple. And this is how I started doing my content five years ago and still do it today. So I wanna give you guys a special little bonus because I'm on maternity. I am spending beautiful time outside right now. And why not just give you a fun little bonus? So anyways, get $100 off. Let's go from invisible to impactful with the code 
Thinking Like a Boss podcast. Now this has to be all in caps, okay? So uppercase letters, Thinking Like a Boss podcast. Head on over to keycrackle.com forward slash courses. Keycrackle.com forward slash courses. Again, get $100 off with the code Thinking Like a Boss podcast in all caps. Guys, don't wait. Go get started now. This is my signature course, has been out there for four years and people swear by it. All right. Love ya. All right. So let's have a little conversation. I can remember being a young kid and always being told I was too much. I was too loud. I was too silly. I was too social. I was too busy. I was too energetic. You need to sit still. You need to listen. You need to be, you need to have manners. You need to be ladylike, all these things, always told by teachers, educators, authority figures, pretty much everyone. He's a sweet girl, but she doesn't listen. She is too energetic. She doesn't stop talking. She's too much of everything. To be perfectly honest, it never really clicked. I had I had to actually pause this podcast after I said that because I was like, Wow. I wonder if that's where part of my eating disorder came from. Was you're too big. You're taking up too much space. And yes, never no one ever like said to me I was physically too big, but I felt that everything about my being and who I was inside was too big for people. And It's, you know, I've had years of therapy and this has never actually come up in therapy before. But part of me is wondering, like, yes, I had, there was a little bit of trauma very early on, probably around three, between three and four years old. However, besides that, this could be part of where that came from, right? And it's so crazy because we don't think that what we say to people could really impact them that much. But when everyone is saying it, right, just like the beginning of this reading, you only listen, you collect all of those things. Like one person didn't say that at once. Like, oh, what's going to happen? Do you have a backup plan? What if you fail? Like, thank God you have a husband, blah, blah, blah. Like all of those statements didn't all happen at once. However, It was a collection of statements over a couple of years that I held on to. And I started to wonder and like, should I be believing this? And I think when we're just told things over and over and over again, we do start to believe them, right? And maybe someone has told you or you've heard from society or the media, like, you're too old to do this, or you're too young to do this, or you're too shy to do this, you're too loud to do that. And because of it, you now really believe it. And my coping mechanism was to try to shrink, right? To try to become smaller. And whether that is, again, linked to my eating disorder, who knows? We're not really sure. Haven't really dug into that. But 
I definitely tried to shrink my personality and tried to hide and not be seen to the extent of me really sort of like taming myself and not being very social. I remember this sort of like shifted in college for me. I was like, oh, wow, I've always been told I'm too much. So I guess I should just like calm myself down and quiet myself down and be very reserved and soft-spoken. And I really, really tried hard to basically be the complete opposite that I had been my whole life. Like, I'm too goofy, I'm too silly, like, in order to be professional, I can't be any of those things. I need to be more uh, proper. And I was very lonely. Very lonely. Because I just felt like I couldn't be myself anymore. And I would just stay in. And I really didn't have much of a social life, actually, if I think back to college. Um, I didn't really have many friends because it's, it's complete opposite. Like in, in growing up in elementary school, middle school, high school, I was the social butterfly. I was always, if there was a party, if there was a get together, anything social, I was there. People would always say they could hear me before they could see me at school, (laughs) And that really made me feel bad, actually. Like, they're like, oh, you could always hear Kate down the hall before you can even see her. So I tried to shrink myself. And how often as women do we do this, right? We feel like we have one bad experience or somebody says one comment to us and we're like, oh, that's it. I'm too old. Or that's it. I'm, I, I am too young. My voice is too high-pitched. No one's going to trust me. No one's going to want to buy from me. So why even try? Right? We connect ourselves so deeply to those comments that probably mean nothing to the other person. They don't even realize maybe that they're saying it, right? But it affects us and it holds us back to stepping into what we could be, right? And I'll tell you, no matter how young or how old you are, let's go, let's go over to that one. If you are waiting to feel older to get started or if you're feeling like it's too late to get started, the longer that you wait, the harder it's going to get, Right? You waiting to feel old enough to get started, you're never going to feel old enough to get started. And then here's the thing. One day you're going to wake up and say, I'm too old to get started. And then when you start believing that, it just eats at you because you have this desire on your heart. And you're like, if only I was younger, I'd get started. And then another year goes by. If only I was younger, I'd get started. When you are wasting time because you could have just gotten started. And I love, love, love finding evidence to go against how I'm feeling. I do this all the time. So if I'm feeling like, 
or if I know someone who's feeling like they're too old to get started, I'll say to them, I want you to go and Google and look for stories of people who have gotten started who are way older than you, right? I always think of like my girlfriends these days that are in their 30s and are single and just really desire to find a husband and get married. And I always tell them the story of my grandmother. She got married very young, had her first baby very, very young, um, and had a very difficult marriage um, and left and um, raised kids on her own and was very deep into her career and her businesses. And I think I'm, I'm guessing I haven't like I never had her really tell me the full story, but I'm guessing that those years of her mothering three kids and also trying to make ends meet and working literally around the clock, she didn't have time to date. And there was no dating websites or anything back then either. Um, but she found the love of her life when she was, I believe she was in her 60s. And I mean, these two, so sad. He actually passed away last year. He was in his 90s. When I say two people in love, like, couldn't be more perfect for each other, like, I have never seen love like this before. Like, just so obsessed and infatuated with each other, like, doting on each other. It was the sweetest thing to watch. And they had a good, I believe it was about 20 years with each other. So I think of my friends who are in their 30s and they're just, they're feeling like, oh, man, I'm too old now to find someone. No, you're not. There's still so much time ahead. Like, do not ever give up on finding love. Do not ever give up on your dreams. Do not ever give up on starting a business. It is never too late. I want you guys to know that it's never too late. It's never too late for anything. I always feel like even relationships, like nothing is ever too far gone. I think of my husband and I, when we were, we, we dated when we were kids, like literally 15 and 16 years old. Um, and we had toxic, a toxic, toxic relationship back then in college, toxic and no one would ever have expected us to end up together. Like we were the last people to end up together because of how terrible, like we really loved each other, but we were young kids with problems and we were terrible to each other. But guess what? Nothing is ever too far gone. And I especially believe that if it's God's will and his plan, like he can fix things. He can redeem things. And even the people and the situations that seem unfixable or just beyond repair, guess what? They can still be fixed. Same thing with my eating disorder too. Like I looked as if I was beyond fixable. I never thought even back then, like I didn't even believe maybe I could be fixed. Maybe I could have anywhere of a life that I have today. But guess what? You're never too far gone. 
there's always opportunity to change. I truly believe that uh, eating disorders, addictions, anxiety, depression, you can find healing in all of that. And I know that this might not be business related right now, but I feel like it's on my heart to say this. You can find healing. I do not believe that you have to stay stuck forever. I really do not believe that. Whether it's with medicine, um, with finding help and support from a therapist, from a full team of people, from having dietitians and nurse practitioners help you, whoever it might be, you can find healing. You are never too far gone. All right, I want you to believe that today. And I want you to believe that for somebody that you love and care about who's maybe going through it. Like, don't ever give up on anyone. Sometimes you have to set boundaries. I've learned this. I've gone through this this year. Someone that I like love so dearly and really not wanted to give up on, but I was like, there is like, there was a lot of anger there. And um, I knew I got to set boundaries. I need to just step away. Like I have to step out of this person's life. And um, there's nothing else that I can do. Like there's nothing in my power I can do to help. All I can do is pray for this person. And, you know, the person started from what I heard from others, like started finding some healing. And then I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we'll see what happens, you know, (laughs) which is not very nice to me, but I'm just being honest here. Um, like that's their MO. Like this is, this is the pattern. This is what happens all the time. And then they tell, you know, I hear from other people I love and care about. No, no, no. It's been now like six months and it's been eight months and it's been 10, 11 months. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Oh my goodness. Like this has never been a pattern. Like they have never gone to beyond, gone beyond that time before. And we now are talking again, and there's a difference, and I can tell. I can tell there is a difference. And that's a beautiful thing, and I know we're not talking about boundaries now, but that's what boundaries can do, is it can heal your view and your perspective on someone and give give because both parties always have to heal, right? So it gives you time to heal, and it also gives them the space to have that opportunity to heal and to work on themselves. So I think that if you got to release people for a while, it's a really good thing. That's where healing can happen. So this went a little off topic today, but I hope that this spoke to you again. I have no notes for these episodes. I'm just going to read the excerpts from the book and then I'm just going to share what's on my heart and that's it. I want you guys to really feel like we're together right now. Um, And I just, I find it so special when things are not scripted and when you just get to feel and receive what's on somebody's heart at that moment. So I love you guys. Please, if you have not bought this book yet, again, go buy the book, share it with someone, download it on Audible get the paperback, the hardcover, the workbook, whatever you want to get, go get the book. And I'll be back next week 
Have a great week, guys. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.